Hey, sports fans, we have a special episode in store for you today. This is Miked Up with Kaylee Mizell, and today I say goodbye. We will get into a little bit of my story led by Jeremy Taché, and so as to not lead you on too far, I'm just going to get straight into it. Here's the episode. This is a really exciting episode, um, and in some ways, it's uh, you know a little bit of a sad episode because it is the last episode of Miked Up with Kaylee Mizell. And so, to kind of go out with a bang, I have my good friend Jeremy Taché here with me. Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Jeremy, for those of you who maybe are not uh, as into the South Florida sports as he is, he is the yeah. Valley Sports South Florida uh, digital host and producer. He does a million different things. He has uh, incredibly funny Twitter. Uh, you should <laughs> definitely go follow him. But Jeremy is going to kind of lead this conversation. Um, and thank you so much for doing this, Jeremy. But but uh, it, it's going to give me the opportunity to be able to share a little bit about what we've done and built and created over the last three uh, three and a half years here, and I'm really excited to to tell that story as the host of a of a of a podcast. You know this, Jeremy. You mm -hmm. you are constantly seeking out other people's stories, and so this is kind of a turning of the tables, and I get to tell a little bit of my story. Yes. So first of all, Kaylee, thank you for having me on. Uh, it's an honor to be a part of uh, the final episode of of this show, and I'm. I'm grateful to be on here with you and talking about you because, uh, yeah, that's fun for me. Uh, I'm excited to hear more about your story, even maybe some things I'll learn right here myself that I don't know. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, it's super fun to be a part of this. And I really just want to start actually with you before all of this, at the, at the beginning. I'm, I'm taking you all the way back. Uh, I'm taking you to your childhood. Here. Okay. Let's go all the way back. I love I it. I want to know. Actually, when you first fell in love with sports, is there Ooh. is there a moment? Is there a team? Is there something that stands out in particular to you to, hey, when I was a kid, this is the first moment where I was like, okay, I love sports. Not even sports television, just sports. I grew up in Central Florida. Um, and if you are from this area, then you know that there is a lot of spring training that happens in mm. Central Florida. So I grew up in a little town, it's about an hour away from Tampa, it's called Winter Haven, and the Indians, when in my childhood, the Indians had their spring training at uh, this facility in Winter Haven. Previous to the Indians, it was the Red Sox. Um, okay. So there's a lot of history of Major League Baseball in my hometown, and my dad loves baseball. He is just a super huge baseball fan loves the game and has taught so many life lessons to me from the game. So I remember whenever I was a little girl and my dad was really intentional. Um, he had three kids. I'm, I'm the only girl and the middle child. And so he wow. was really intentional with us. Fantastic. I mean, I, I come from a fantastic family, fantastic dad. So he was really intentional about, uh, uh, about spending time with us. So one day, um, I'm sitting in class. I'm, I'm probably in first grade and you know, the ominous voice from the office comes in, 
can we have Kaylee Mizell to the office the and bring her backpack, please? And everybody looks at her. Whoa. What's happening? Uh-huh. And I wasn't planned. I, I wasn't planning on being checked out. So I was as confused as anybody. Mm-hmm. So I go to the office. My dad's just hanging out there. His sunglasses. Hanging out. He picks me up. And he says, we're going to go watch a baseball game today. Uh. So he, we go. I mean, it's like one of those afternoon games. We get hot dogs. We sit in like the cheap grandstand seats, you know, back, you know, like way yeah. far away. And he teaches me about the game of baseball and how the game of baseball is, in fact, also teaching us about life. Mm. And that is one of my earliest memories of sports. And specifically, I'm, I'm very nostalgic towards baseball, obviously, because of that, you yeah. know, when you grew up in that kind of capacity. Uh, but, but, you know, my brother played baseball, my dad coached his baseball team. So I, um, I, I was always around it. I grew up again, central Florida, um, SEC country. So every single Saturday, my parents had season tickets to, uh, Gator games, go Gators. Um, and so, and so my parents would go and we would, you know, sit at home and, and, and watch. We had a babysitter and, and we, they would go to the game and we would sit and watch the games and sometimes see them on TV. And then I remember for like my 11th birthday, because they, they would take us to games, but they, it would be like University of Florida versus Troy, you know, or yeah, right, University right. of not, Florida versus not, Miami, Ohio. Right. And it's like the throwaway <laughs> games. And I remember this was like the dynasty of um, – when like Florida and Tennessee were really going back and forth yeah. whenever I was younger. And I remember asking for my 11th birthday, I want to go to Florida, Tennessee. And that uh. being a really big deal that I got to go to that game. Because if you grew up with the Gators in the nineties, early two thousands, I mean, big deal to see Florida and Tennessee play. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think my whole family just really, have ha, has always loved sports and my dad specifically really facilitated that love of sports in me. So first of all, I'm not going to take offense to saying Central Florida and not saying UCF country, okay? Not I mean, SEC country anymore. UCF country. I know this debatable. is your podcast, Kaylee. Debatable. Go Knights. Uh, sorry, I had to do that. Second of all, I have the exact same story from childhood. Oh, that's beautiful. Of a spring training game. That's beautiful. My dad also taking me, teaching life lessons through it. This was back, it, it didn't last a long time, but I believe the, gosh, I think it was the Orioles were playing at Fort Lauderdale Stadium when I was a kid. And same sort of deal of getting to go to those. And and yeah, I mean, having family kind of bring you towards something, whether it's sports, whether it's music, whether it's it's anything else, like that can be such an indicator of how you can find a, a love at a young age sometimes even just over the bonding over the topic more so than the thing and it ultimately morphs into it and so at some point you had to make that decision to go from okay I love sports to now I want to I want to do that I want to be around it I want to be a part of it so what sent you down the path of like hey I want to do sports media what age were you at was this high school was this college when did you figure out that this was the thing you wanted to do Okay, so I'm going to take you back to an even younger age. Uh, so like I, t- like I said in my first answer, I was always around the, the game of baseball. 
uh, my dad coached and my little brother played. I was one of the oldest kids there. So my little brother, he, he was the youngest in the family and all of the kids that he played with had younger siblings. They were like the oldest of the family. So I ended up being the, like the oldest other kid who was not playing baseball there and so basically my options were babysit all the other kids, which sometimes I would do. But then if I didn't want to pursue that, then it was like, okay, I have to figure out something to do around the game, uh, 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 around the facility. So yeah. what I did was I learned how to score keep. Um, so I, I started keeping score. Uh, I had my own little scorebook. Uh, from a very, very early age. And around around that same time, maybe like 10, 11 years old, they needed someone to announce the, uh, the batters c- coming up to the plate. And so that was my job. Holy and cow. so at like 10 years old, every time my little brother played baseball, and sometimes, you know, again, if you're used to travel baseball or tournaments, right. I mean, it's an all-day situation. And so I would be at the ballpark from, you know, 9 a.m. until dinner time, you know, 5 p.m. That's a long time. I have to figure out something that I'm going to do. <laughs> right. So I would announce the, the you know, next up, Cody Mizell. And uh, I love this. And they I paid me this. in a hot dog and a Coke. And oh. so I thought to myself, you know, maybe one day. I can continue to do this and I can keep talking because I'm I'm good at talking. I that was on every <laughs> single report card. She's doing great, but she's a chatty Kathy. So <laughs> maybe one day I can get paid in more than just a hot dog and a coke to talk right. about sports and to be around sports and to be around baseball. And so uh I I kind of started out on that path really early on and then just continued to pursue it all the way through i'm one of those kids you don't necessarily hear early on like oh i want to be a sportscaster at 10 years old but for me it was like i don't know if i verbalized that but that was that was it i wanted to do that i was like if i can get can i leverage can i get more (laughs) can i get two hot dogs this time you know how can i continue to leverage smart business person i'm a hustler right advantage of your skills you know so can i come out here and, and and do something i'm good at talking i like sports let's combine the two and see if uh, something works out and that's so cool to be able to again take take the passion that you had and take the family that you had right like that was what you were doing with your family and finding like here's the way that i fit here's here's the space for me to come in oh because i was not athletic i i was i mean i i wasn't gonna fit on the ball field i mean i the 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 hand-eye coordination that i have i was fast as a kid but i wasn't i wasn't I wasn't going to fit in, uh, in in playing sports. I found that, you know, I learned that fairly early on. <laughs> so you have to find another avenue. Yeah, so you found your other space. And so once you decided to kind of go down this path, obviously you take that from a young age, like you just mentioned, all the way through high school, all the way through college. And so what was your first foray into this field? What was the first job? And, and also what, maybe this is, Maybe there's the fun answer there. And then also what obstacles existed into sort of finding your way into this field? Um, If you're, I mean, Jeremy, you know this, but when you work in sports, you have to hustle. I mean, it is, you're hustling hard. So my first real job in sports, like I got paid more than just like a hot dog and a Coke. 
Um, my mm-hmm. first real job was in college. I worked at a sports radio station. Shout out 105 The Game. I was oh, there yeah, on yeah. I was their on-air producer. So while other college students are going and partying and hanging out till 2 a.m. in the bars, my alarm is set for 5 a.m. I'm waking up and going to do the morning three hours of radio, you know, work time radio, six to nine, and then going to class and, and doing all my other wow. stuff. And then I would some days um, come back and do the afternoon show too, like the drive time three to five, wow. three it was three yeah. to five or two to seven, something, something like that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so that I started off as an internship, uh, one summer. And then the, the guy who I was interning out under there, mm. the producer, he left. And so then they offered me the position and I said, sign me mm. up. I mean, yes, I was please. making like $8 and it was stupid. It was no money, uh, but it was early jobs, but it was, money you know mm-hmm. i was getting paid to talk about sports on the air with people who were so smart i was working with pat dooley longtime columnist yeah. in gainesville uh, jeff cardozo pitcher for the university of florida now play-by-play announcer for baseball for university of florida he also does pre and post game shows for uh the football team so i mean i'm working with like idols i'm working with i'm and and we're bringing people into the studio and i'm meeting all of these like gator legends because that's who you interview um so i mean it was it was the coolest job um and that's kind of what started me down the path and then uh, to continue on i mean after that it's just like you just hustle you know so whether it's like you're you're doing some work for exposure and you're mm-hmm. and then you have another yeah. job or you do this and you do like you just hustle man so it's been uh it's been a long journey for me to get to this point right. um but it's been beautiful and, and 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 exciting for sure well and in all of that hustling there's job after job after job trying to find the footing and trying to find a place where hey i i want to do these skills no i want to do these skills and i think what you probably learned no different than I have is through the first few jobs, it's more learning, oh, this is what I want and this is what I want to pursue. And so ultimately, that's what brings you here to then Fox Sports, now Valley Sports. Um, you make the transition over to this company. What was that transition like for you and what steps did you take? Because I know you're a planner. What steps did you take in advance to hit the ground running once you got here? This job was a culmination of years and years of hard work mm-hmm. and years of networking frankly yeah. um so fresh out of school again talked about hustling you i mean i you just saturate you just e- i just emailed everyone i knew everyone mm-hmm. and could i find anyone's email and to be honest that that was something a, a skill set of mine um, of, of finding people's email addresses who were able to make important decisions or, or able to, to network with them. That is half the battle, by the way. It like, truly is. That's half the battle to even doing the networking, and then the networking 100%. is half the battle to actually getting the job. So yeah. that, that part is difficult. So uh, very early on, right out, outside of school, I emailed um, Brett Opdyke, who is yeah. the executive producer for Bally Sports Florida, Bally Sports Sun. 
and Brett is a gator and he's always been so kind to me and I'm so thankful for him. I emailed him at like 22, fresh out of college and just sent him my resume, sent him my information, sent him my reel and he was so kind. He emailed me back, which again, like that's another half of the battle. Yeah, you don't Um, need to do. Yeah, so he emailed me back and said, Kaylee, you have something, you know, just hone it, continue to hone it. And every once in a while, I would check in with him. Hey, here's my fresh stuff. And he would give me advice. Hey, I would, if I'm, if I'm you, I would work on this. If I'm you, I would work on this. And I mean, I had other people that I kept in contact with, but I kept in contact with him for about six years. Mm. Um, and then one day I emailed him and I said, hey, Brett, I'm moving to Florida. Do you have anything? And he said, actually, you know what? We are starting a high school football show. And I think you would be fantastic as the host. And so that was actually my first contract with Fox was to do the high school football show. Um, And so then in conjunction with that, he said, you know, we're also hiring and I'm not doing the hiring, but I'll put you in touch. We're also hiring for a digital reporter out of Tampa. And Mm -hmm. I think that you would, you know, be really good at this as well. Um, so he put me in contact with my now boss, Patrick Brewer, and uh, I emailed Patrick and um, had an interview with him and Tim Ivey and Eric Esteban. And I'll get to my like thanks and shout outs to all of these people yeah. later because I have a lot of those. Um, but that's kind of what started me on this path. And I knew in talking to them and interviewing that they wanted to do something different and special. And I do not lack ideas. Um, and so I, I, I really did. Yeah. Hit the ground running because right out of the gate, I was like, I'm going to treat this, um, you know, even though there was only, you know, a few shifts a week or whatever, I'm going to treat this like it's my full-time job. I'm going to go all in. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to go to morning skates. I'm going to stay late. I'm going to go to practices. I'm going to do every, I'm going to buy the equipment. I, you know, I, I invested yeah. in a bunch of uh, cameras and software and all this type of stuff. I'm going to buy the equipment. I'm going to go all in and I'm going to do this job to the best ability that I can do. And I'm really proud of what we've done here. Yeah, I, as you should be. Um, and, and hitting the ground running, I know, you know, there's a lot of like, first moments right of all these different things that you get to do and like you said you were doing sort of a grab bag of different activities uh leading here right like coming into this job there were a whole bunch of different things and so now you get to this job you're covering the rays you love baseball you're covering the lightning a team that's been unbelievably successful in your time here in doing so you know I don't know if everybody listening to this podcast would know this, but you hosted our 50th episode on Miami Miked Up and were asking me a bunch of questions. And the one that I wanted to kind of flip back on you is that first pinch me moment. So not necessarily with this podcast, not necessarily with an interview here through this, but the first pinch me moment of maybe being inside an arena before a game or at a practice even and having certain access where you're sitting there and you're sort of looking around and you're going oh man, like I did it. I'm here. I'm having this moment. Do you you have one that stands out as that sort of first moment? Yeah, I have two. So I started in August and it was uh, the Rays. So it was in 2019. So the Rays were 
um, on the hunt, you know, for the playoffs. Yeah. And they were they were really making that big push. And I'm pretty sure my first games covering the Rays was a, a Rays Red Sox series, and then it led into like a, a Rays series. Yankees series. Like it was like a uh, you know six game homestand, like back to back Red Sox and then Yankees. And I and I covered all of those games. And so it was it was a, it was a I mean that I would say you know, kind of your first pinch me moment of like I am here. This is, I mean, I've been working and striving and dreaming of being here, and I'm here. I'm shaking hands with Brian Anderson. I'm, I'm talking to Doug Wechter. I'm, you know, I'm here. I'm on the field. I'm, you know, and so there was, there was a, a time, you know, I definitely stepped back and was able to take it all in. And then, of course, several pinch me moments, um, you know, in that postseason run for the Rays, um, just being able to see them and see what they could do. Um, and really like, you know, it, it was kind of the start of, in a lot of ways of the Rays, uh, success and, and kind mm-hmm. of up and coming. Um, and then I think the second moment was lightning media day. So we had like a separate, um, sit down interview time where yes. I, where, where I got to sit down with all of the players and coaching staff and GM and everybody. So that was at a separate separate time and date. But I went to Lightning Media Day just to kind of get to know the players, ask them a few questions, um, and kind of introduce myself in a lot of ways. And I right. remember introducing myself to Steven Stamkos <laughs> and, um, and just chatting with him. And he was incredibly kind, super nice guy. Um, and I remember afterwards... Um, my bosses, Patrick and Tim, were standing off to the side. And unbeknownst to me, they were taking pictures of me talking to Stamkos because cool. they and, and they told me after the fact, they were like, you, we were just blown away by you huh. and your confidence. And you walked up to him and he was laughing with you. And he was you could tell he was having a good time. You were having a good time. And it was cl- and, they, and they just they, basically they were just kind of like singing my praises. And they were just saying, like, huh. we made the right call. Like you were the perfect person for this role. Like clearly we made the right call. And it was just one of those moments of like, oh, wow. Like, you know, th- yeah, that pinched me moment of like, not only am I doing this, but like my bosses are seeing it. But they're like seeing the same Yeah, they're seeing the same thing that I'm seeing and like this is good. Like this is yeah. really good and we're going to continue to build success off of these moments. Well, and so with that, you take that that success that you're having there in those first sort of introductory moments and those first moments of just being around the teams in general, right? Cuz that's just that's again, that's the first step in all of this is hey, I'm here and I'm covering the games and I'm doing some things for social media. But then ultimately, you've spawned off a ton of different projects here. So I'm wondering if if you have either, I don't want to say like, I keep doing a lot of firsts with you. I don't want to say the first project that really excited you. But do you have sort of a, a favorite project that you've gotten off the ground in your time here that you're like, that was so much fun for me to create? I think that... Over the last year and a half or so, I think we've been able to create some really awesome things. And that's not to say yeah. that previous to that we didn't. But I think that, you know, whenever you start a new job and especially a new position, this was a brand new position. And right. I was the first person that they hired hmm. for this position. So it was a figuring it out process. So then kind of moving forward into that, 
I, 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 I think we were able to do a lot in this last year and a half. And, and two projects that I've been really proud of are th- this podcast, Miked Up, just being yeah. able to get to know people, tell more in-depth stories. Um, and then I would say the other project is the live shows that we've done. Yep. Puck Drop Live, Warming Up Live. I did uh, a, a ton of live executions with our Bally National NHL reporter, Pete Blackburn, during the Stanley Cup final. So all of those, I mean, it, it really was kind of a culmination of the work that I did at the beginning And I think whenever you're able to see an idea really grow and become something, and then you also set the, like I, I I set the groundwork and the framework, I think for those shows really well, even in just in my own skills and abilities. Yeah. I I think that that was really cool and something I'm really proud of producing. And I'm pretty sure we're the first Bally entity to do that is to produce a live pregame show and we did that. And and I think yeah. back to like, you know, like in a lot of ways, like I shouldered a lot of that. And so not to take away from anybody else, but like, I think there is like a, I did that. Like I huh. create, I helped create that and I got help, but like, this was my idea, my vision, and it came to life and it was very successful. Well, and it, it, it always is an extra added bonus in making content to get to do it live. That thrill that gets to exist there of being in an arena and so I actually want to kind of talk to you about that because there is so much that comes from not just that thrill, but like, hey, this is balancing a tightrope the entire time, right? Like this could this could go off the rails because there's this live element to it. So what was when you first started doing like Puck Drop Live and, and these other live executions, what was the sort of feeling like internally, right? Because I think we talk so much about like, hey, this is this is the thing that got done. But we sometimes don't stop to reflect about what that feels like. And when we've just taken, you know, the the time on this podcast to have the conversation about, okay, I was a little girl around baseball, around my brother, around my family. I grew into someone that clearly wanted to do this thing. I then went through high school and college trying to teach myself the best skills. I did internships. Then I got a whole bunch of different types of jobs. I end up here. And now I'm getting to create live content in a professional environment, not just with a great broadcast network, but for major league teams, NHL teams. What, what does that feel like for the people who are chasing this, for the people who are, who are coming in, in your direction, the high school kids who are thinking, I want to pursue this? What is that feeling of just getting to create the content that you've dreamed of creating? I mean, there's no better feeling. There's no better feeling if that's your dream, if that's your vision, if that's what you are pursuing and wanting to pursue. You started off by asking, what's the feeling going into that before they flip on that red light? And it's it's the best feeling. It is all of the excitement, all of the anticipation that you that you can imagine. It is I would imagine in a lot of ways it's very similar to, you know, an athlete you know, a pitcher walking out, getting ready to start or, you know, um, a a skater getting ready to go out and and take, you know, his his first NHL warm up lap. It's 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 you can sit back and reflect and it's the culmination of everything you've done to get to that moment. And it's exciting and you want to do it justice and you take a lot of pride in it. Um, 
And if you don't enjoy like high pressure situations, then this is not this is not the uh, you know <laughs> arena for you. You don't want no. to go down this path. But for me, I thrive. I thrive in high pressure situations. One um, of my you know like I, I learned that whenever I was a waitress, waiting tables yeah. is a very high, especially during a busy time. It's a very high pressure, and I thrived in it. And so you you I kind of knew I'm a kind of I'm the, I'm the kind of person I do better. When the pressure is on, I'm at my best. And if you can say that for yourself, then this is definitely the right field for you. Continue down this path. But it, I mean, it is, it's, it's the ultimate thing. It is the best feeling right before they go live, right before you, you know, flick that switch. I, I I did some live hits for, um, for our pre and post game show, uh, an intermission show during the Stanley Cup final as well from watch parties and different things. And it's That's that so same fun. feeling. You're there and you're you're in the midst of this crowd and there's so much excitement. And then you get to tell that story. It is it is the best feeling in the world. And speaking of the lightning, um, you got to cover them during a stretch here where they have been just about as dominant as any team in professional sports. Right. So in getting to to cover a team like that, Part of part of our job, you know, we're doing the front facing stuff here, but part of it is also helping alongside Patrick to run these social media channels during games, during live moments, during some of these, you know, for the lightning, what have been huge moments in franchise history. So do you have any any stuff that stands out in terms of and I actually have one for you that I'm I'm thinking of, but any moments that stand out. Just in executing the social side, not even the front-facing content, executing the social side for the lightning where you're like, hey, that worked. We did, we did that well, or I phrased this a, a really good way so it went viral, or you know, whatever. Any sort of moment of like, hey, this was, this was a fun thing to execute, or this was a very successful thing to execute. Oh, wow. Um, I, in, on that end of things, I am pretty critical of myself because I constantly <laughs> want to like – do better and like right. create more moments and like be, you know, ha- have it be um, more impactful. Um, well, it takes that competitive nature to ever get to this point to begin with, by the way. Yeah. So it takes, it takes going, Oh no, that's not good enough because it only got X engagement to be able to, to even have success here to begin with. But anyway, go ahead. I yeah. digress. I think, I think people have enjoyed the behind the scenes stuff that I, yeah. that I provided. So players walking out of the tunnel um them you know steven samkos victor hedman um they they play football before every game um with the trainer um uh, mikey and just capturing those moments i mean I, I think fans have loved that um getting to see how the players would interact with their families on the ice um during warm-ups i think yep. that's been really really cool and fans have really enjoyed that. Um, just the behind the scenes, you know, stuff I think is are, are, are things that the fans that I've heard from the fans and then also seen from the numbers that they really, really have enjoyed getting to see that behind the scenes aspect of how this team operates, what they do, what's what's uh, what are they doing before games? What are they doing with their families? So being able to provide that to fans has been really, really cool and a lot of fun. And you do have a, a keen eye for finding those moments because I, gosh, finding under the tunnel, finding players throwing a football around is, is a fun one to stumble upon. Uh, and also, 
another one that I was just thinking about was, uh, was what was the goal controversy during the Stanley cup this year? And all of a sudden I'm watching your Twitter account go viral. So I'm just sitting here. I'm like, she has how many retweets right now? That was a, uh, that was a big one. I know that was, you know, upsetting for lightning fans. I don't mean to, to be bringing it back up for everybody, but anywho, um, let's talk about this podcast. Um, you have put out a number of episodes of this podcast. There's been a bunch of really awesome interviews. I know you've had a lot of fun working on those interviews, whether that's from the preparation standpoint to actually executing, executing the interviews to then putting out the content later on and, and posting it to socials and everything. But when it comes to this show, do you have uh, an interview of yours that was for you I, sort of twofold? One, do you have just a favorite in general where you're like, hey, this was just so much fun. But two, is there an interview that you've had where you had a guest on and went, oh, man, you know what? That was a lot more fun or way more informative or or just that maybe went better than I anticipated because I learned a lot. Not necessarily to, by the way, let me just put this on the front end for you, not to disparage what the expectations of that interview might have been. That's no uh, knock on the person, but just, hey, this went great and I'm really proud of it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with that answer first. Sure. Um, and, and like you said, I mean, I really have enjoyed all of these conversations. I would say the two that stand out as being very memorable are my conversation with Becky Bonner, um, mm. from the Orlando magic. She, I mean, she literally is going to be the first female GM in basketball, uh, in the NBA. She, Amazing. she's incredible. Uh, her mind for the game, her love for the game, and the way that she's able to convey it is, I mean, it, it, hands down, it is fantastic. Um, being able to talk to her, someone who is at the forefront of her field um, and is really, really good at it, it was, it was incredible and really, really thankful to the Magic and to Becky for letting me speak to her. Um, that, that was, and she's the director of player development. So she, I mean, she's like yeah. in it, she knows, um, and, and she's just a really cool person. I definitely would implore people to go listen to that episode, yeah. um, to listen to all the episodes. They're all great, but <laughs> she was, she was fantastic. And another one, um, th that I really appreciated was, uh, talking to Derek Lalonde, who, um, is mm. now, um, the, the, the coach for the Red Wings and just, again, very, very happy for him, sad for, for, you know, right. lightning, uh, because he is just an incredible mind, an incredible hockey mind and hearing his story, his journey to the NHL. I mean, he wanted to be, um, he wanted to just be like a coach. Uh, but, 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 you know, like he thought that he was just going to be like a prep coach, you know, teach PE yeah. and be this, you know, be an educator and be a, a, a prep hockey coach. And, he, I think each one of us have a turning point in our lives where maybe we say yes to something or we say no to something. And that was true for him. He, he had this like perfect job laid in his lap and huh. he said no to it. And it was what he wanted his entire life. It was everything he was searching for. He said no to it and saying no to that one job opened up all of these other opportunities and have, a, and has allowed him to now be an NHL head coach, but, but also just like the, because of that, because of that path that he has of, of educating, he is an incredible teacher. Um, he connects with players so well, the relationships that he's able to build with the players. It, it's just, 
fantastic and he's a great storyteller and so his uh hearing him and hearing his hockey mind and hearing what he had to say was very insightful and I was really really excited walking away from specifically all of my interviews but specifically those two stand out as like wow I I just am so excited for people to be able to listen to these interviews and get to know Derek Lalonde and Becky Botter better. Well, and being the uh, sports dorks that you and I both are, uh, I think there's an element of this extra interest in getting to know who the humans are, right? And I think that that's been a goal of, of sort of both of ours with these projects from the beginning is there's there's this human element, and I know that that matters a lot to you, um, is, is making sure that that comes across. And with both of those human beings, that certainly did. And I would highly recommend anybody listening to this right now, go listen to those interviews and listen to the rest of Kaylee's interviews. Um, she's done a really awesome job with this podcast. Um, I have one more question for you before we get to your shout outs and, and all of the things that you want to get to here. And it's really more about advice. Um, I've just heard your whole journey through not just this job, but all the moments before, and it's taken a bunch of different directions and probably a lot of no's and you get your yes and you pursue through that and, and you just got to break down doors, right? So obviously you've been through this, you've learned lessons. What type of advice would you share with a young person entering this industry and and maybe even particularly a, a young woman entering this industry i think i think something that i would say is that it's going to be hard and there is like you said there's going to be rejection there's going to be no's it's going to be hard there's going to be birthday parties there's going to be family events there's going to be things that you're going to miss out on but it's going to be worth it if this is for you, if this is truly your passion, I, at my core, am a storyteller. I take pride in telling other people's stories and getting people to connect. There's so, there's so many things going on in this world. There's, there's so many ways in which to divide. There's so many ways in which people don't get along or can't understand each other or won't mm. understand each other. Sports is a safe space. It's a place where we go and we connect and we share the story of this game and we share a moment together and it is beautiful. And mm. those moments, whether you're a little girl and your dad takes you to a baseball game or whether you're a grown woman watching the Bolts win their second of back-to-back -back Stanley Cups. It, it doesn't matter because those moments are shared with the world and with the fan base. And that is the beautiful thing about sports. That's what connects. There is a human element in it. And what I have taken pride in is to tell that human element is in to share those moments with our fans, with the people that have come along us and joined us in this journey, with the, with the Instagram, the Twitter, yeah. the Facebook followers, with the people who have subscribed and bought in and been excited about everything that we've done. We, I have done this for you and with you, 
And if you're a young person and you're thinking about going into this field, I would, man, I would encourage you. It is truly, truly worth it. When that mm. red light flicks on, when that, when, when that post gets a ton of likes yeah. and retweets and shares and you know that people connect with it, when you're able to sit down with a Becky Bonner and tell and, and be able to ask questions for her to share and tell her story, when those things happen, man, you're on top of the world. There's no better place to be. And so if those things excite you, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a long journey. But it is so worth it. So persevere, keep going, have internal confidence, know what you can do, and then put your head down and do it. I love that. And and it's all about those human connections that you talked about, right? Like ultimately, that that's sort of what you're saying here is if you thrive off these human connections and you want to continue to bridge them and create them. This is a space for you. Like sports is that space uh, to connect people to each other. And um, I think you've done a really wonderful job of that um, with this podcast and and with everything else. I will say, uh, so first of all, let me say uh, heart of the fan, right? That's what we are here at Bally Sports. Kelly, you absolutely represent that. Um, but number two, just from my own personal perspective, I came into this job after you did. Um, you had already been here for a year, already started to kind of get the ball rolling on some of those things, went through the pandemic, uh, something that I did not have to do in this position. And that uh, I am grateful for just from a selfish perspective, not having to, to go through what I can only imagine that must have been like, you know, when it when it comes to this job, um, for me, I entered sort of deer in the headlights, just praying to make some sort of impact here. Um, and this was, this was the first sort of prominent on-air position. Um, and with that also came the responsibilities of just sending out tweets, right? Sending out tweets that now seem so second nature. But in my first month or two in this job, I was incredibly nervous. I needed some guidance. And you were someone who I knew I could call whenever. Um, you were there for me as I sort of transitioned into this space like you mentioned about Patrick with kindness and with compassion, um, having all of you guys here to be able to do that was amazing. But like, particularly with you, we've grown a friendship here um, that is real and genuine. And, and that's been because you are the type of person who was so embracing and so um, willing to bring in a newbie and, and first of all, show the ropes on one end. And then when we had sort of mutual ideas at the same time, once we had sort of established ourselves as peers, the type of person who was willing to cut it up creatively and try to create the thing that was the best, whether it was something in South Florida, whether it was something in Central Florida, um, you and I work well creatively. And I think that's really just because of the type of person that you are. Um, and it's been like an absolute joy to be your coworker. And I, I couldn't, I, to also call myself your friend. Um, and that, that is something that remains, whether we are coworkers or not, um, it has been super, super cool to see your journey and I'm excited to see where it goes. Cause I know you will be doing, um, great things, whatever it is that comes next, uh, because that's the type of person that you are. Um, and it's shown through every single second of this interview, right? You, the, the kindness and the care in which you, you take for what it is that you do wanting to make sure that the fans are getting the most out of the content that we create. Um, and being there for, for a coworker in me, um, I appreciate it. I think you're great and I'm excited to see, um, where everything is headed for you. So thank you just on, on my behalf. And 
I'd, I'd like to think on behalf of the other people who you've impacted here at Valley Sports. So thank you. Jeremy, thank you. When I was younger, I imagined living in Tampa and working for then Fox Sports, covering the Rays and the Lightning and doing really cool content and engaging with fans. I grew up and I got to live out that dream. I got to connect with fans, connect with players and front office executives. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to be here in Tampa and to cover your favorite teams. And it has been an absolute pleasure. My time here at Bally has been just such a, such an incredible time in my life. And I have a long list of people that I, that I have to thank for helping me and guiding me here, for giving me great feedback, for being just kind to me in this season. And uh, I have to start with, well, my first job here, which was actually to host a high school football show. There's just something special about high school football and being out at a game on a Friday night. I grew up going to those football games. My mom worked at a high school, so I was always out on a Friday night going to football games. And then I became a cheerleader. And so I was always there, a part of sports. And so being able to cover high school football across the state of Florida, thank you to Brett and to Max uh, for the opportunity. Thank you to Shed for all of your hard work. Under the Lights was such a fun show to be a part of. And I'm really proud of the way that we were able to execute and really cover high school football across the state, which hadn't been done in a very long time. I also have to thank uh, my, my digital team. So Tim Ivey, Eric Esteban, Patrick Brewer. Patrick, I'm, I'm going to save a little bit more for you uh, later. But man, Tim, Eric, you guys have been so supportive you really encouraged us to dream big and to go for it, um, to have big vision, and we did. And we created really, really, really cool content. Patrick, you've been with me through this entire ride. Uh, you have stayed up late and we've had really interesting discussions about content and how to move forward. You've helped me whenever I've uh, made a mistake. And most of all, you've just supported me. You've been a great friend. You've been a great mentor. And you've always been there for me. Um, and, I, and I just cannot thank you enough. Your kindness, your compassion, it truly is at the heart of your character. You care about people. You care about humans. And I am lucky enough to be someone that you have cared for um, and I really really just appreciate you to all my coworkers, to Jeremy uh, Paige KP Seth you guys have been fantastic you guys were so much fun to work with to bounce ideas off of Jeremy specifically I wanted to give you a shout out thank you so much for doing this for participating with me asking me questions for wanting to get to know me and my story you have just been an incredible person to get to know, and I know that you're going to continue to do amazing things. I think that 
I have to save some thank yous for the organizations that I've covered. In my time here, I've gotten to be a part of two Stanley Cup championships, one Stanley Cup run. I've gotten to be a part of a World Series run, several playoff runs, and I've gotten to know some incredible athletes, people, and coaches. I am just so thankful for every single person that I've met along the way, every person who encouraged me, every person who sat down to do an interview, every person who just took the time to speak to me, to get to know me, and let me share their story. It has been a privilege to cover these teams over the last few seasons, and I'm really excited to see what they will continue to do. And most of all, I want to thank you, the fans, the people who are listening. You guys have made this job so much fun. Whenever I tweet, happy game day, Tampa Bay Lightning Nation, and you retweet me and you like it and you say, hey, Kaylee, it's time. Like, why haven't you sent out your tweet yet? We have become a community online and we have really become just a, a centralized fan base for these teams, for these incredible teams. And I have been there with you, alongside you. Every joyous moment, I have been filled with pride and joy for this city, for this community, and for the organizations. Uh, and in every loss, I, man, I've been right there with you, heartbroken and just so, so upset. So I just want to thank you guys. It has been an absolute privilege to be a part of your fan story, to cover the teams that you love. Thank you for letting me into your phones, into your homes. This has been such an excellent ride. Now you might be wondering, well, Kaylee, what's next for you? Well, for that, you'll have to stay tuned. I'm very excited and I am very excited to share with you what is coming in the future. But for now, I will sign off and say goodbye. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers today or exploretoyota.com and take advantage of the amazing deals on our full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places.